From the heartland of America, focused on God, family, and country, the mouthpiece of the Midwest, this is Dale Carter's America. And we're back with another episode of Dale Carter's America. I'm Dale Carter. He's Kurt Wheeler. Um, and Kurt, you know, I always tell people on the air the things that we're going to talk about, you know, when I'm doing the show, it's like, you know, I, I can't really get into all this because we'll get into it on the podcast. And I tell them, you know, you, you need to subscribe. It's free. And you want to make sure you never miss an episode. Yeah, that's right. Hey, everybody. Uh, thanks for tuning in. If you're watching on YouTube or Rumble, that's probably the best place to find us. You get to see all the video clips and uh, everything that we talk about, plus our beautiful faces. And uh, you can also subscribe on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts. If you are watching on YouTube, make sure you click that subscribe button, uh, leave a comment, drop a like. It really helps the the algorithm so that more people see us, and, and we appreciate it. You know, my oldest son, Drew, um, sent me a note over the weekend. He said, you know, long time or first time viewer, first time listener, whatever people normally say when they call a radio show or whatever. So he finally got to the podcast and he was pretty impressed by it. I think he's going to be 38 in August. So he's close to your age, right? Yeah. And uh, I guess he had listened to it and not watched it on video. And then he saw it on video and he said, man, that guy you work with is a hippie. <laughs> 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 looks can be deceiving my friend looks can be deceiving but don't judge a book by its cover yeah. yeah he's not entirely wrong and do judge a book by its cover so <laughs> well you're a musician right musician yeah. you got long hair uh, you're a hippie yeah, yeah. so uh, we thank Bob Watson uh, for sponsoring the podcast uh, he's been with us for a very long time now and he's been a state farm agent even longer uh, for five decades and he's ready to give you a rate comparison on whatever you have your auto home life insurance He's got it all. Anything you can insure, you can get it done through State Farm with surprisingly great rates. And Bob and his team ready to help you at 7th and Main in Blue Springs, 816-229-7878. But don't let that little geographic thing uh, hold you back because Bob is licensed in both Missouri and Kansas, and uh, he can help you. So uh, get a rate quote today. Everything that you have, you should have insurance on it, including your home. And that takes us to a brand new sponsor on Dale Carter. America, and this came uh, to us through uh, this guy's neighbor, Lisa Schifferdecker, who listens to the podcast all the time. We've talked about her; she's like one of our big fans here. Um, and her neighbor, Michael Schroer, is a real estate agent with Remax Heritage, and he is now part of Dale Carter's America. Michael is a lifelong Kansas City resident. He's got 35 years in the business, residential and commercial construction ex experience. He's got the knowledge required to help you find just the right home for your needs. And whether you're looking for that first home, your forever home, or even land to build your dream home. You just uh, pulled up some land deals that he's working on right now, or something in between. Michael would love to help you out with that. Uh, he is a big fan of what we do on this podcast, and so if you're a listener and you agree with the common sense things that we talk about, and you're ready to make a move, either selling your home, buying your new home, or maybe building that dream home you've always thought about, Michael Schroer is the guy that you should call. Uh, you can reach him at 816 783 5800 or 816-520-9342. And again, his website uh, where he's got all his contact information is his name, michaelschroer.com. Now I asked him about this, Kurt, because, you know, I grew up in a German town and in German, O-E is pronounced with a long A, right? Mm. So it, it, you know, in the true German sense, it should be Michael Schreier, uh, uh, uh. but it's Schroer. Gotcha. So you feel better about that? It's because he's American. 
He's Americanized. Americanized. He's American. Well, you know, my grandparents who came over from Germany, their their name was Denig. Okay, uh-huh. Denig, and they Americanized it, and it became Denning. Ah, uh, with ing. So the things that that we go through when yeah. we come to so our that that name is a little triggering. I think they needed to change it. I think so. Uh, Life in Joe Biden's America. That's where we start today on the podcast. Um, we are striking back at targets in Syria and Iraq, and boy. Did we give them a lot of notice? First of all, let's pay tribute to the soldiers who were killed. And, you know, the Biden administration says, we'll strike back. We'll strike back. And we'll do it at a time and place of our choosing, any time that we're attacked. Kurt, do you have any idea how many times we have had strikes against our uh, forces in the Middle East since all this crap began? <laughs> since when? 30, 40 years ago? No, I mean, I'm talking about just since, let's say, October 7th, when Israel was attacked oh, and oh. we got more involved. We moved some carrier groups over there. The Houthis started uh, shooting at us. I mean, it's it's in the hundreds, right? I Yeah, I, I, I have no idea. So we wait until they actually kill three of our service members, Sergeant William Rivers of Carrollton, Georgia, Specialist Kennedy Sanders of Waycross, Georgia, and Specialist Brianna Moffitt of Savannah, Georgia. Those are the three heroes who were killed. And so now that we, they, we've had some American deaths and a lot more wounded, by the way, now the Biden administration decides they are going to fight back. This, you know, this the guy who Robert Gates, who is not a Republican, by the way, Robert Gates was the Democrat who ran Barack Obama's Pentagon. The quote that that Robert Gates is famous for is, and I'm quoting exactly here, I think he, referring to Joe Biden, has been wrong on nearly every major foreign policy and national security issue over the past four decades. That's what Democrat Robert Gates, who was in the same administration with Joe Biden, said about Joe Biden. So let's let's follow the policy decisions that have led us to this point. Okay, the policy decisions. Joe Biden becomes president. What's the one of the first things he does? Well, of course, he killed the Keystone XL pipeline. He opened the border, which we're going to get to in just a second. Uh, But one of the first things that he did was he reinstated the Iran nuclear deal right? He got cozy with the Iranians. And there are a lot of smart people in Iran, and I feel really bad for them, but they are led by some really, really bad people. The clerics in Iran, they're just taking that country down a shithole that it's never going to recover from. So we we get back in bed with the Iranians on the Iran nuclear deal, okay? Uh, They start freeing up assets so that the Iranians can get more of their money coming in where we had sanctions on them under the Trump administration. So we open the door. What do you think the Iranians were going to do with that money that they got back? Uh, You know, build roads and bridges and feed the hungry and... Yeah. No. No? Oh. Uh, no. Yeah, sorry. They, 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 they gave it to people like Hamas and Hezbollah and the Houthi terrorists. So if you connect the dots, that leads directly to the October 7th attack on Israel, which leads to our forces being there to support our ally Israel. They are our ally. And then they're under attack. Then we give the Iranians a heads up and say, hey, you know, you killed some of our guys, so we're going to retaliate. We don't want a war with Iran, um, but we're going to retaliate in a way that we think is appropriate at a time and place of our choosing. So we start bombing some crap in Syria and Iraq. But we give them enough time so that all of their commanders on the ground, the Iranian commanders who are no doubt on the ground in Iraq and Syria, can get pulled back so they don't get hurt. 
because we don't want a wider war. This is Joe Biden's foreign policy. Yeah. And we have people, you know, on our side, quote unquote, that are calling for war, too. I mean, Lindsey Graham and, and John Cornyn being the two of the most prominent Republicans that have called for us to, to hit Iran directly. So um, things are escalating for sure. It's not well, looking good. The feckless foreign policy that we have right now is inviting these attacks. There are people in the world who don't understand anything other than strength. Yeah. And you don't necessarily have to bomb them, but you got to make them shit their pants a little bit. Yeah, I mean, they need to know that, that America is not to be messed with, for sure. But um, Ronald Reagan know. sank half their Navy. And, and, you know, they say, hey, do you, do you think the Iranians want to go to war with you? And he's like, I don't think they do. Yeah. You know, and he would just leave stuff hanging out there like that. And, you know, w when your enemies wonder what the hell you're going to do, um, you know, the world is a little bit safer place. And right now the world is a much more dangerous place because our leadership is just so bad. Yeah. And I think that was part of the strength of the the Trump foreign policy is that he's unpredictable. You know, he he, he nobody knew whether he was going to, you know, you had all the libs when he was uh, going to be president saying this guy's going to have the nuclear codes and he's going to nuke the world and he's going to do this and that. And of course, that was hyperbole and that didn't happen. But there is a, a certain amount of that that is true, where it's like you you don't know if this guy is going to retaliate in X way or Y way. You don't know what he's going to do. You know, he says uh, to, to Rocket Man, you know, in North Korea, you know, we could demolish you whenever we want. Or, you know, he says to Putin, you know, don't move or we'll blow up Moscow. And uh, and that's a it's a play. It's like playing poker. You know, you don't know if he's bluffing or not, and it's not worth the risk. So you don't do it. Well, he got us out of the Iran nuclear deal because that was ridiculous. It was so bad. Right. Um, and he basically just told them that you build this thing. We'll blow it out of the we'll blow it out of the ground before you ever get it off the ground. Right. Um, or we'll let the Israelis do it. The Israelis, you know, it, it's a lot closer to them than it is to us. And the Israelis can take care of themselves. They're, they're proving that after what happened on October 7th. Yet, you know, and, and Biden is in, he's in kind of a, in a vice grip here because he's got people on the left of him basically calling him a baby killer because he's supporting our ally, right? And then he's got people on our side going, you know, you've caused all this. It's just a mess. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if it's that simple as far as the, the Israel-Palestine thing. It's not quite a left-right dichotomy because there are people on the right who are, are not supportive of Israel. There are people on the left who are not supportive of, of the Palestinians. So there's a, there's a weird kind of thing going on that's not quite uh, left versus right. But the, to, to a large de degree, you know, maybe it's more uh, establishment versus non-establishment or something like well, that. Well, then I must be in the establishment because, you know, when an ally of mine is attacked, you know, for no reason at all in a terrorist attack, I'm going to support them all the way and let them do whatever they need to do. And it, to me, it's hypocritical uh, of people in this country who, especially Democrats, who are out there saying, you know, like Bernie Sanders is out there saying, you know, we, we can't, you know, that we have to have a ceasefire. Nobody told us to have a ceasefire after 9-11. We went over there and kicked some serious ass. And, you know, war is war. You want to go back to World War II when we bombed the shit out of Germany, you know, there was nobody out there saying, oh, my God, you're killing all these civilians. It was total war. And that's what that's what the Israelis are, man. They've been they've been taking shots for years since that country was founded in 1948, and they're like, we're done with this. We're we're gonna end this. And if you if you don't want to be on board, America, don't be on board.
But I think the vast majority of citizens support Israel in this and really need to stop these attacks that are coming from, you know, terrorists, Hamas, Hezbollah, and now the Houthis. Is it Houthi or Houthi? I'm never quite sure how to say that. Don't know. Don't care. Yeah. So, I mean, it's time to end all this. Yeah. I mean, and it also gets to American involvement and American support. You know, I mean, I'm sure we're going to talk about this, but there's this new bill in, in Congress now, a new funding bill, where they're trying to hold border security you know, tied to foreign aid. So it's like, oh, yeah, we'll give 20 billion or whatever it is to border security, whatever that means. But we're going to give 80 billion to Ukraine. We're going to give 15 billion or 20 billion or whatever it is to Israel. And it's like, that's not how this works. We're, we're, we're not uh, putting American sovereignty tied to, you know, foreign sovereignty. I'm totally with you on that, by the way. 100%. Yeah. Um, I'm completely against that bill. And, you know, the new se- uh, Speaker of the House has already said it's dead on arrival. Uh, and just for the, the thing that you mentioned, and Joe Biden going out there and saying, you know, I could shut down the border tomorrow if I want to. Yeah. He doesn't want to. Go back to the debates when he was running for president, you know, against all those people on that stage in the Democrat debate. He said, please come. Come to our country. We want you. Yeah, right? here's uh here's the debate clip first. Um, let's watch this. I think this is the clip that you're talking about. But basically in this clip, he says that uh, somebody coming here illegally, just that in itself should not be grounds for, for deportation. The uh, Obama-Biden administration deported more than 3 million Americans. My question to you is if an individual quiet, is living sorry. in the United States of America without documents, and that is his only offense. Should that person be deported? No. Depending if they committed a, a major crime, they should be deported. And the president was left in his, President Obama, I think, did a heck of a job. To compare him to what, what this guy's doing is absolutely, I find, close to immoral. But the fact is that, look, we should not be locking people up. We should be making sure we change the circumstance, as we did, why they would leave in the first place. And those who come seeking asylum, we should immediately have the capacity to absorb them, keep them safe until they can be heard. A 15-second, if you could, Yeah, if you wish well, there you go. And now millions of them have done exactly what Joe Biden wanted to. In fact, the first wave, remember that? They were all wearing Biden-Harris T-shirts. <laughs> right, right, you know? right. I mean, that should tell you everything that you need to know. And then here's the clip of uh, him saying he could close the border. This is kind of a two-part clip because it's on Joy Reid's show. And she, uh, on a hot mic, she says, oh, here he goes starting another fucking war uh, (laughs) on the mic. But this is that clip that you were referring to earlier. Over the weekend, President Biden said he's ready to take action if Congress is serious about solving the border issue. If that bill were the law today, I'd shut down the border right now and fix it quickly. And Congress yeah. needs to get it done. Starting another fucking war. <laughs> <laughs> There's Joy Reid. Yeah. You got to love her. Um, and yeah. it's funny because he is he said that, but he's also at the same time going out and saying that he's done everything he can. There was a I think he was getting off the helicopter or something and, you know, how the press stands around and waits mm-hmm. for the president. Uh, he says, I've done everything I can. I, there's nothing more I can do. It's up to Congress. It's up to Congress. So he's he's passing the, the, the buck off to Congress 
But then that at the same time, he's saying, well, if we give all this money to Ukraine and we give all this money to, to Israel, then I can close the border. Yeah. You know, I'll do it immediately. So. Well, let's let's again go back because, you know, you had that clip from the debate where basically it was the green light for anybody who wanted to come in through the southern border. Millions of them have done it. And then I will point out to you that Joe Biden had both houses of Congress the first two years he was president. They didn't do anything. Right. He could have, I mean, if it's that easy that even a caveman could figure it out, why can't you get it through your Senate and your House of Representatives and sign it and get it done? Instead, he made Kamala Harris the border czar, and she said for how long that the border's secure. They just completely lied on all of that. Yeah, hold on. Are you? <laughs> you're you're uh, dicking around over there. You're I don't. Lying dog face pony soldier. You yeah. said you were, but you're, you're. All right. Well, I'll tell you who's not a lying dog face pony soldier, and that's my friend Austin Watterson, because he runs a great company in town called Royal Roofing and Solar. And they'll take care of your roofing needs. If this spring is going to be the year that you put a new roof on the house, trust the folks who put the roof on my house. They'll do an excellent job for you. And Mike Dale is his solar expert. And while I don't think you can run an economy on wind and solar, you can certainly help mitigate the high cost of heating and cooling your home if you turn it into its own energy generation unit. And Mike Dale can show you how to do that. Get Royal Roofing and Solar on your side. Solarbyroyal.com if you're interested in that. And if you just need the, the roof done on the house, they'll take care of that. Maybe they could do both at the same time and save you even more money. Royalcontractingkc.com, 816-540-7057. Tax credits, grants for small and rural business and ag producers. They know all the the avenues here that'll help you get the best deal that you can at Royal Roofing and Solar. Tremendous people. They are very tremendous people. Awesome people. Big Chiefs fans, too. Uh, speaking of Chiefs fans, Kirk Doris and Lori Hocker, they're going to be rooting the Chiefs on in the Super Bowl, and they're rooting you on as you cross the finish line to 65. Anybody who's approaching 65, Kurt, and I know for you that seems like it's a million years away, right? Yeah. I mean, now I have a kid, so it feels like life is moving a lot faster. <laughs> mm, just wait. 65 is that time when, hey, Medicare's coming into my life. It may change my job circumstances. It may change what I need to do. But what's coming at you is from the government, so you know it's going to be very complicated. The folks who can simplify it and show you the best way, most cost-effective ways to fill the holes in Medicare, because there are holes in Medicare, uh, they'll help you with that. Uh, it's Medicare Simplified KC. They are on the web at MedicareSimplifiedKC.com. If you are approaching 65 or you've got somebody who is in your family or your circle, make sure that they're on the phone with Kirk Doris and Lori Hocker at 816-701-6661. They've got their office at 3600 South Nolan Road in Independence. If you can't come to them, they'll gladly come to you and walk you through it. And it won't cost you anything out of pocket. They get paid by the, the companies who will help you fill those gaps. So they can explain all that to you as well. MedicareSimplifiedKC.com. All right, let's talk about some of the, uh, the impacts of Biden and Democrat policies. This just absolutely sickened me, and it has sickened some people on the left as well. In fact, do you know the comedian Michael Rappaport? Yeah. Very funny guy. Um, even he is like saying, you know, he he he's very, very left, by the way. Yep. And he's gotten to the point where he will almost vote for Donald Trump over Joe Biden based on what's happening here. 
and, and maybe you've seen this video, New York cops beaten by illegals. There's two cops, and they're going to go down, and you're just going to see these people just kicking the absolute crap out of them. If you've not seen the video, we're going to show it to you now. Um, and then four of these thugs, and, and it's a word that I use, and, and I know I used it on my Facebook page and somebody uh, based on the, uh, the Ravens-Chiefs game on, on the guy who slugged Patrick Mahomes right in the mouth, and I said it was a thug move. And they're like, well, that's racist. You can't say that. It's racist. Um, I'm we're going to, we're going to say it. I'm going to say it <laughs> when it's deserved by whatever race, white, black, brown, yellow, somewhere in between. I mean, when you, when you do something like this, you're an absolute thug. Are you going to show it? Yeah. Yeah. So I, I don't think there's any audio. There's so, no audio yeah. to it, but you see the cops go down and look at these thugs. They're just coming in they're kicking. There's one kick, there's a hit and, and, you know, and eventually the cops are going to, um, just sickening aren't you sickened by this yeah i mean it brings up a lot of questions uh obviously we're talking about illegal aliens you know so what are they doing here in the first place and then and then on top of that too it's sort of the culture of like anti-police you know has has really taken hold in in society especially in our in our inner cities you know especially with younger people uh they really don't like the cops and of course, there are bad cops. There's there's bad anybody, and and they do things wrong. But to to see just like a gut reaction of like f the police, and we're gonna kick them while they're down. Uh, it's it's interesting. Why would you want to be a cop these days? I can't even think. You know, one of these days we're gonna get into the whole Devalkanair thing in Kansas City, and you know he was um, um, he killed somebody in the execution of his job a jury didn't see it that way and so now he's rotting away in prison waiting for the governor to step in and uh, pardon him but that that's something we're going to get into at a later date back on these four of these thugs were released with no bail that happens in kansas city by the way every day of the week released without bail they are illegally in the country they kick the shit out of two new york cops and they get released. And do you think they were grateful that they got released? Show the video of them uh, walking out of, of uh, the court after they get uh, released with no bail. Yeah, here's a picture because oh, it's uh, okay. it's uncensored. But I'll, of course, you know, I don't know why they do this, but they censor the they censor the uh, them the fingers. The finger. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, because it's clear. I mean, they got fingers, right? Yeah. It's oh, the yeah. Finger they're showing. I wonder, which, I wonder which finger they're holding up. Yeah. Jeez. It's it's the ring finger. Just into Fox News. Yeah, here we go. Uh, he got a Lakers shirt on. Just into Fox News now. NYPD making two more arrests. <laughs> illegal immigrants. Yeah. And that attack on officers. Those suspects also allegedly stole an officer's cell phone. Well, that'll help them track you down. So a fifth illegal immigrant accused of attacking two New York City police officers over the weekend showed no remorse or regret. He was seen, as you can see, giving his two middle fingers to the cameras moments after being released without bail. Why do we believe that? You're not a nice person. Put the picture back up. I mean, we don't have to censor it on the podcast. We can show it. No, no, no. We can show exactly what he did. You know, it's like, here you go. Here you go. Welcome to America. You know, I just kicked the shit out of two of your cops, and I got released with. Guess what they did next? They used false IDs to get on a bus to go to California. Hmm. Yeah. So here's the question. Are they going to go to California? Are they going to get off somewhere in the middle? You know, I-70 is the major highway that runs east to west in this country. Maybe they get off in Kansas City. 
What do you think? It's possible. Yeah. I mean, they're certainly sending them here. So. I mean, these smug bastards, I just want to kick the shit out of them. Yeah. Yeah, right? they, they're very, uh, very beat upable people. Yeah. So this is, you know, a good reason to be armed in your own house because, you know, we've got fewer and fewer people wanting to become cops. And why would they? God bless the ones who do. But there's fewer and fewer of them. So, you know, one of these thugs shows up at your house and starts kicking the shit out of you and your dog and whatever. And, you know, it's going to be a while before 911 gets there. So, you know, arm yourself. Yeah. Or outside of your house, you know, not just in your house. Yeah. So on your property, just make sure, okay? That's all I'm going to say on that. All right. In the House of Representatives, uh, by the way, first of all, um, Kathy Hochul, the uh, Democrat governor of New York, and the mayor, who was a former uh, police captain, they were appalled by this. And, and I, I was watching them talk about this. I don't know if you found the video or not. No. Okay. So they were both talking about this, and Kathy Hochul said, well, this is a reason to deport them. Let's, let's just get them deported using the D word. Really? I mean, they're here because of your policies. You're a sanctuary city because you care. And so I don't know if these guys were sent there by Governor Greg Abbott, but Governor Greg Abbott's letting people go where they want to go once they come through his front door. Um, and they wanted to go to New York. Yeah. So they went to New York. And they're, they're saying one thing and doing another. I mean, of course, you know, they, they want the popular support. They know that the cops are, are popular in New York, and this is a terrible event. So they're going to speak out against it. They're going to say, oh, this is bad. But, you know, they're encouraging it. They, and they've been encouraging it for, for years. And they have all these policies that are, you know, rewarding this behavior and re rewarding people coming here illegally. And right around the same time all this is happening uh, in New York, the, this story just came out yesterday. New York City to give migrant families prepaid credit cards under $53 million pilot program. So they're spending $53 million to give, quote unquote, migrants uh, prepaid credit cards. They're putting them up in hotels. They're giving them free food. You know, they're encouraging them to, to go into the school system. So, uh, yeah, they're, they're not putting their, their money uh, they're where their mouth is, I guess. They're they're not putting their mouth where their money is because they're saying one thing and they're doing another. Indeed, they are. Um, in the House of Representatives, 59 Democrats voted with all of the Republicans to make illegals getting a DUI grounds for deportation. You know, that clip you played from Biden in the uh, Democrat um, debate, he said that if somebody commits a bad crime in this country, you know, and they're here illegally, they need to be deported. Would he consider a DUI? Well, actually, he's he's literally said before. I'll try and find this uh, this clip. He has said before that they shouldn't be deported for a DUI. Okay. Yeah. So they can have a DUI. That's fine. You know, uh, give them a driver's license, give them a food card, whatever you want to do. Right. Here's the clip. This is from a few years ago. Uh, he was on Vice News. Uh, fallen media organization. We'll just say that. What exact changes would you bring to ICE as an agency? I would hold ICE agents accountable if, in fact, they stepped over my executive orders, which is no arrest of anyone outside of the school. Look at the, you know, one of the things that's happening is, particularly for uh, Latino and Hispanic kids, is the incredible pressure on them in terms of their 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 sense of security they go off to school wondering whether when mom comes and picks them up is she not going to be there because an ice agent was there to arrest her or they take he she takes them to the doctor that she's going to not be there because she is quote undocumented and an ice agent is going to pick them up so how do you no. change the culture you change the culture by saying you're going to get fired 
You're fired if, in fact, you do that. You only arrest for the purpose of dealing with a felony that's committed, and I don't count drunk driving as a felony. All righty, then. Way to go. That's that's awesome that you dug that clip up because <laughs> it's just it's it's really interesting because like the the way that the rhetoric that he uses, you know, it's it's very pulling at the heartstrings. It's very, you know, um, you're trying to get the sympathy of the American voter. But we don't use that language with anything else, with any other crimes. You know, coming here illegally is a crime. It's a crime against the, the United States of America. Uh, and it should be punishable as such. But we don't talk about that with any other crime. We don't say, you know, if somebody beat up their wife uh, in a domestic violence uh, situation, a guy beats up his wife, we don't say, well, you know, uh, you, really, the cops are going to come to his house and with his kids right there, they're going to take him, they're going to take his father away. They're going to take the kid's father away. How dare they? You know, we don't say that because yeah. he, he committed a crime. You know, he should be arrested. We don't talk about that with anything else. It's just amazing. But, Kurt, if you only give him $100 million for Ukraine and Israel, he'll tighten up that border. He'll get that done tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah. Just, are we the only ones who, who this doesn't pass the bullshit test? No, I mean, I think a lot of people are, a lot of people are aware of it, but yeah, we'll see in November. (laughs) All right. So, um, young people, have you seen this, are calling President Biden genocide Joe for his support of Israel? (laughs) Uh, I have not seen too many clips of that but here's a clip uh, they're talking about it on cnn uh one of our favorites van jones. jones is out front now along with david urban uh, van i want to start with something we just heard though in jeff's reporting adam abasala a former field organizer for biden telling jeff that he will not vote for biden again even knowing that it may tr- uh, help trump he says biden is just some not somebody i can trust how big of a problem is this for biden right now van It's a a big problem for him right now. Uh, There are four syllables that are aimed at him. Uh, Genocide Joe. Uh, That is becoming something that you're hearing from the younger people, from the younger voters, from the Arab American community. Uh, I think that uh, he can turn it around. Uh, I think that uh, he can turn it around. Community, from the younger voters, from the Arab American community. Oh, Arab Uh, American. I think that uh, he can turn it around. Uh, but you got to be honest. Right now, you got disappointment uh, in the base with how he's handling uh, the war in Gaza. Uh, now, the reality is that Joe Biden has uh, deep ties and long friendships in the Muslim community, Arab community. He, he can go back there. He can get back there. But he, he's got his work cut out for him right now. <laughs> Come on, man. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and then uh, this kind of ties into it. The Chicago City Council. I, I just saw this, and it's like, it's almost like, what is it, The Onion? Is that the parody? Yeah, the, or the Babylon Bee. Babylon Bee, something like that. You know, the Chicago City Council calls for a ceasefire in Gaza. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It would almost be as funny, you know, if Quentin Lucas did that and called for a ceasefire in, in Gaza. Because the question is, when will there be a ceasefire in Chicago? Right. <laughs> when will there be a ceasefire in Kansas City? Well, there's been demonstrators. I mean, it's like they're uh, it seems like they're caving to public pressure because there's been, you know, insurrections, you might say, uh, all across the country in these state houses. There they were even um, people that were at the White House a couple weeks ago trying to break down the fence at the White House. But um, what? That's an insurrection. Yeah, I know. Yeah. But uh, here's a, a bunch of this is in Chicago. That's why I bring it up. Be in rhythm when you do these things. Yeah. 
Can't be a beat off if I can say that. Yeah, I think clapping in unison is about all they're smart enough to do. So Chicago City Council (laughs) calling for a ceasefire in Gaza. Okay, then we go to uh, the Boston area, right? Massachusetts squad representative Presley. She's the one who's, like, bald. Have you seen her? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's up with that? I'm sure she has alopecia, like like Jada Pinkett Smith, the most annoying person in America. Well, she can get a, a wig from Who's Her Face on MSNBC. Oh, yeah, Joy Reid. Yeah. yeah, get a Joy Reid wig if you want. Um, so joining her along with Senators Mackey, got to say it like that, Mackey. Mackey. And uh, Warren calling for hearings on why Walgreens. I mean, this stuff just makes me laugh. I'm sorry. They're calling on hearings for why Walgreens is closing stores in the Boston area. Why do you think Walgreens is closing stores in the Boston area? Hmm. So Walgreens hmm. is a private company, right? They, they have locations everywhere. In fact, where there's a Walgreens, there's usually a CVS right across the street. And I get that this is a serious thing because in communities like this, you know, you want to have access to the things that you need, the pharmaceuticals that you need, the other healthcare items that you need that would be at a Walgreens or a CVS. But have you been in one in a big city lately, Kurt? Uh, yeah, yeah. My wife and I went to Washington, D.C. last May. Mm-hmm. And there was a Walgreens right down the street from our hotel. And our hotel was right across the street from the White House. So this tells you the neighborhood that we're talking about. And you couldn't get anything that wasn't behind a locked cabinet. Yep. That's where we are. They put deodorant behind a locked cabinet. And then if you've got issues in these communities that Democrats aren't fixing. Again, this whole this whole uh, part of the podcast today are the effects of Biden policy and Democrat policies. Yeah. I swear I'm not just making this up. You know what isn't locked up, though? It, this is just one example. One example. But you know what isn't locked up? What? The sunscreen. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Let you figure that one out on your own. Oh, boy. (laughs) All right. So, I mean, they're locking everything up. Their employees are in danger because these are crime-infested areas in areas where Democrats are like, ah, crime, who cares? Just turn style them out, get them back out on the street again. Illegal, beat the crap out of a cop in New York. Ah, we don't care. You're probably just misunderstood. Putting, you know, getting a false ID and going on a bus halfway across the country, it's okay. That's not really serious. And then, you know, God forbid that this private company say, enough is enough. We're in this to make a profit. We're not, we're not in this, you know, as a public service. We're a for-profit company. We say that a lot around the radio station. We're a for-profit company. And they're not getting enough profit. Their people are at risk. And so they close their doors. And these people are aghast. It's yeah. like, my God, we got to have hearings. You want to watch the clip? Oh, sure. The bald beauty herself. Here we go. Mr. Speaker, Walgreens is planning to close yet another pharmacy in the Massachusetts 7th, this time on Warren Street in Roxbury, a community that is 85% black and Latino. This closure is a part of a larger trend of abandoning low-income communities like the previous closures in Mattapan and Hyde Park, both in the Massachusetts 7th. When a Walgreens leaves a neighborhood, they disrupt the entire community and they take them and they take with them baby formula, diapers, asthma inhalers, life-saving medication. 
locations, and of course, jobs. These closures are not arbitrary and they are not innocent. They are life-threatening acts of racial and economic discrimination. Wow. That is why I joined with Senator Markey and Warren to demand answers from Walgreens CEO. Why was there no community input, no adequate notice to customers, and no transition resources to prevent gaps in health care? Shame on you, Walgreens. Having a website yeah. with talking yeah. points about well, health you, is Walgreens. You, cut her off. I, you, you know, are fake news. Can they not look in the mirror and say, gosh, what did we do to deserve this? Because we're running this town, right? This is one area you can't look at and say, oh, this is the Republicans' fault. Except for, I guess, the Republicans who own Walgreens. It's it's their fault. Um can't they look in the mirror and say, what have we done to cause this? And how can we fix this? Yeah, it's like very basic, you know, logic. Like, why? Maybe ask why. You know, don't just say, oh, Walgreens is closing in, in black neighborhoods. It's racist. It's like, why are they closing? What's happening at these stores? Hmm, I wonder, you know, is there a possible reason for this? Is there maybe something that could be changed so that they don't close? Nope, not even going to try. Yeah. Okay, so um, then there, and she, by the way, she didn't pronounce his name right. It's, it's Senator Mackey. Mackey. It's Senator Mackey. Um, half of, this is from the University of Chicago, Illinois, or University of Illinois at Chicago, uh, a study that they did, their researchers there. Half of American cities could lose a quarter of their populations by 2100 if the current trend continues. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, does that not make sense? Yeah. They're it, fleeing the cities. Why would you want to live in one of these places? Yeah. It makes sense. It makes sense. If you can get out, get out. That's what's, I mean, why do you think we have an earnings tax in Kansas City, Missouri and St. Louis, Missouri? This goes way back. It's because people have said, we don't want to live here anymore. We, we want to live kind of close by because we're Chiefs fans, uh, Cardinals fans over in St. Louis, but we don't want to live in the middle of this. It's a hellhole. And it's getting worse. I, I don't know that in my lifetime it's been this bad. I mean, you, you may have to go back to the 1960s and the race riots that were happening to get to something like this. And this is not a race riot. This, And we've talked about this many times. This is black-on-black -black crime. This is and, and people getting away with it. And prosecutors who won't prosecute. And cops who don't want to take the job anymore because they don't have the backing of leadership. Why would you? Mm. Jeez. All right, so half of American cities could lose a quarter of their population by 2100. And then there's this. All of this, the effect of Biden and Democrat policies. This shocked me, Kurt. Tesla is being sued by 25 California counties for mishandling hazardous waste. Hmm. EVs have hazardous waste? Seriously? Uh, yeah, they do. Wow. Apparently, they agreed a quarter of, as of February 2nd. Tesla agrees to pay $1.5 million to settle California hazardous waste lawsuit. I thought EVs were going to be the panacea that we would get to a point in time where we would have 72-degree high temperatures every day. We'd get just the right amount of rain. It would be perfect. Yeah. It was going to be a perfect world. I don't. Did I talk about this last week that I was? this kind of thought occurred to me? I was getting gas for my car at a quick trip. Right. And I was thinking about this because all the pumps were full, you know, and I, what's a quick trip have maybe 25 pumps. Yeah. Something like that. Something like that. Okay. And how, how quickly are you in and out of getting your gas tank filled? Five minutes. If yeah, that, if that, and that's, if you go into pee and maybe get a drink, mm -hmm. you know, something like that. I've done that before. 
how long does it take to charge? You know, let's say they had adequate numbers of charging stations at all of the gas stations that Joe Biden's dream of everybody driving one of these hazardous waste containers. um, Everybody's got them. You know, how many charging stations do you think you'd need? Because it's going to take like 20 minutes. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. 20 minutes out of your day. Now, again, Kurt's a young guy. He's not thinking about this. I'm thinking the finish line's coming. I'm on the back nine of life. And I don't want to spend all that time waiting for my car to charge. These days, first of all, you can't find a charging station. Good luck. Is What's what's the map there? So this is, uh, this is chargefinder.com just based, on, <laughs> <laughs> based on a Google search. I don't know. I love that. But uh, I'm sure that there, this is probably not completely accurate. I mean, you can see that there's a bunch in California, of course, Denver, there's a bunch. Let's, uh, let's zoom in on Kansas City, see what they have here. So there's there's some there's some yeah, yeah. I mean I don't know what but again the, if it, let's say we got to seventy five percent penetration on EVs and it takes twenty minutes to charge that vehicle do the math on how many you'd have to have and then what the hell are you going to do I guess take a book with you yeah yeah because you're going to be spend you're going to be wasting a lot of time getting this done now am I saying that I'm not for progress in these things of course I'm for progress in these things. Do I want to go back to 1900 where we were putting God knows what into the air? Of course not. But there's a reasonableness about this that we have skipped. We've skipped from, you know, we're getting better, we're getting better, we're getting better. Okay, now we're horrible and it's the end of the world as we know it. And if we don't all start driving EVs within the next, they always they always put a goalpost out there. What's the current goalpost? Is it 10 years? I don't even know anymore. It's yeah. hard to keep up with. It is hard to keep up with. Um, so there you go. The shocking news that Tesla sued by 25 California counties for mishandling hazardous waste. And and that's just some of the things that are going on in Joe Biden and Democrat-controlled cities in America, the effects of their policies. I mean, you, you really need to think about that. You, you got this policy. It sounds awfully high-minded and everything. But what is the effect on the ground? What's happening in our cities? What's happening with our vehicles? Ask the question. That's what we do on this podcast, okay? And then, you know, when you think we're full of shit, and we are sometimes, I'm going to tell you that, I am. Will you ever admit that you're full of shit? Um, I mean, on some things. You're full of shit. All right. You're full of shit. <laughs> <laughs> it's all got to come out of the same place, right? Yeah. Yeah. So you need to go see our friends. Um at Midwest GI Health, um, they'll get you set right up. Somewhere I've lost that in, in all of this copy. What is going on here? See, it's it's a Monday. It's the Monday before the Super Bowl, and I, I bring, think you can wing it. You know, you, you I know can it bring. Well. I can wing it. Yeah, Doctor Taramina yeah. and his his pals there at Midwest GI Health. They'll take care of you. I mean, let's face it. Colon cancer is a killer, and if you're approaching 45 years of age. That's the new cutoff. I mean, it used to be 50. I remember forever. When you turn 50, got to get your colonoscopy. Well, these days, that number has come down to 45. And that may be for some of the stuff in the environment. We're getting more and more cases of colon cancer. But colon cancer is something that can be treated. Let Dr. Taramina and his staff at Midwest GI Health uh, get that done. There's a nice picture of him telling somebody, hey, look at that. You passed. I don't want to see you in here again for 10 years. You have his yeah. website. They, they look pretty happy. I mean, he's probably not saying like, "Hey, 
you're going to die. You have cancer. They look happy. Yeah. Uh, MidwestGIHealth.com. All right. MidwestGIHealth.com. And they are in Lee Summit. And it's one-stop shopping. And they can do the upper and the lower. They can take care of you and uh, get it done. Oh, there's a picture of him. Was he getting ready to do a procedure? Yeah. He, look at that. He's got the big face mask. That looks like almost like a COVID thing. That's the that's the shit guard right there. <laughs> any, <laughs> any splash coming at you, Dr. <laughs> T? I don't know. And then when you've done all that, then you, you gather all your troops and you go to Funhouse pizza because let's face it when you've done the prep you got a completely empty tank got to fill that thing back up again and nothing fills it up better than a huge topping laden pizza from funhouse pizza they're at seven highway in blue springs 50 highway in lee summit jim dingman's crew they will take care of you uh, whether it's just you know you want to go someplace for dinner that's fun or you want to get uh, the softball team the little league team together uh, maybe whatever club you got going on you want to have a meeting it's fun at funhouse pizza they've got games for the kids it's a great environment and the pizza is fantastic the beverages are very cold just make sure you pull your pants up that's all jim dingman asks of you at funhouse pizza all right. The case to keep Donald Trump off the ballot. I guess the Supreme Court is going to hear it this week. Our podcast will hit, what, Tuesday or Wednesday? Wednesday. Okay, it'll hit on Wednesday. <laughs> Thursday is when the high court is going to hear the Colorado case. And maybe, you know, some of the justices might ask the people in Colorado. Their uh, Secretary of State is going to speak on behalf of the uh, four justices who uh, went this way. The three who went the other way, all Democrats, by the way, including the chief justice in Colorado, wrote scathing reviews of this. Uh, if I were a justice, I would say... What the hell are you people smoking in Colorado? I mean, I know it's legal and everything. Well, we all know what they're smoking in Colorado. What the hell are you smoking in Colorado? Okay, uh, so Colorado went first with their state Supreme Court decision, as I said, was four to three. Maine's unelected Secretary of State went next, and she said, we don't want Donald Trump on our ballot either. Well, her Supreme Court in Maine, they've they've read the Constitution, and they said, oh, no, you can't do that. Uh, the Illinois Election Board they made a decision last week that they don't have the authority to keep Donald Trump off the ballot. So I thought, you know, we started this podcast right after Joe Biden was inaugurated, and we started by breaking apart the Constitution, all of the, you know, the articles of the Constitution, and then we did the Bill of Rights. We did not get as far down, excuse me, as the amendments that were added to the Constitution that came out of the Civil War uh, during the Reconstruction period. So the left is focusing on the 14th Amendment, and they are looking at Section 3. So I thought we could read that, and Kurt, you're closer to it. Why yep. don't you read? Now, this is this is the educational portion of the podcast, uh, and this will help you when, you know, your friends on the left, and I got into it with my friend John Paul Gaska, who lives down in Florida. Uh, he used to work for me at KFKF, but he is very much on the left. And, and I put out, remember, I, I, I don't do a lot of politics on my personal page anymore. Um, my wife doesn't want me doing that. And, and really, the podcast page is where I put all my political stuff these days, except for this, because I thought it was so universal that you can't just kick people off the ballot because you don't like them. I don't like Joe Biden, and I'm not for going after him in red states and trying to kick him off the ballot for things he may or may not have done. Um, but on the left, it's like 
And I can't believe they're doing this either, Kurt, because they feel like they can beat Donald Trump with one hand tied behind their back. I remember when uh, Biden ran against him in 2020, he said Mickey Mouse could be on the ballot and beat this president. And it turns out Mickey Mouse was on the ballot, and and he is the current president. (laughs) Um, So the uh, Section 3 of the amendment is what the left is banking on here. Why don't you read that? Okay. Amendment 14, Section 3. No person shall be a senator or representative in Congress or elector of president and vice president or hold any office, civil or military, under the United States or under any state who, having previously taken an oath as a member of Congress or as an officer of the United States or as a member of any state legislature or as an executive or judicial officer of any state to support the Constitution of the United States, shall have engaged in insurrection or rebellion against the same or given aid or comfort to the enemies thereof. But Congress may, by a vote of two-thirds of each house, remove such disability. Okay, let's break that apart here a little bit. When you say elector of president or vice president, I mean, those are the electors who are chosen for the Electoral College. So nowhere in Section 3 does it reference president of the United States, right? Do you Um, see that anywhere in there? Does it reference president of the United States? I'm going to shoot this thing full of holes. Okay, it it doesn't. Okay, it was put in there so that people who led the rebellion in the Civil War could not run for Congress after the Civil War. Okay, they clearly led a rebellion and an insurrection. Okay, let's let's look at the word insurrection. Um, None of the people, none of the people who went into the Capitol on January 6th were charged with insurrection or uh, treason. None of them, right? Mm -hmm. They were charged with being in a federal building illegally, causing some mayhem or whatever. Um, They were not charged with insurrection or treason. Okay. Donald Trump, amid all of these charges against him, not one of them is for insurrection. Not one. He hasn't been accused of it, clearly hasn't been indicted for it, and clearly has not been tried for it. All right. Well, he's definitely been accused of it, but he hasn't been legally, not formally legally, accused not formally accused in court. And, and that's important here. Okay. And then my friend John Paul Gaska goes, there's nothing in Section 3 that says he has to be tried. Okay. <laughs> you want to go that route? Let's go to Section 1 of the 14th Amendment. Because this is the one that, that to me, makes this an easy 9 to nothing decision by the Supreme Court of the United States. And we don't even need the whole Section 1 clause. All you need is the last phrase. You want me to just read the last? I'll read the last half. No state shall make or enforce any law which shall abridge the privileges or immunities of citizens of the United States, nor shall any state deprive any person of life, liberty, or property without due process of law, nor deny to any person within its jurisdiction the equal protection of the laws. Okay, so what does that mean? That means that you can't just be uh, thrown in prison without due process. You can't be, uh, you know, charged with a crime without having the ability to defend yourself in court. But Kurt, we don't like him. He's mean. Isn't that enough? I guess. I mean, according to them, I guess. I don't know. I mean, and and my whole thing is like just the, 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 the insane laughable nature of this whole thing. I mean, we're sending like, what is it? Close to $200 billion now to Ukraine. We're, we're clearly 
prioritizing other countries over ourselves. We have a sitting member of Congress who slept with a Chinese spy. I mean, if that's not insurrection, how is how is uh, you know Trump tweeting about the election being stolen? How is that insurrection? It's just yeah. it's so crazy. And if you tried this in a court, there would be two sides to the thing. They would have their accusations and their videos that they would show, and then the other side would show a video from Trump that said, "I want you to protest peacefully and patriotically." Those are the two big words that he said that day, right? And, you know, maybe Trump got some bad advice. You know, the advice he got from a lot of people was, hey, on January 6th, you can flip this thing. You can flip it. Mike Pence can flip this thing in, in you know, the counting of the electoral votes. Turns out that wasn't true. And Mike Pence wasn't going to do that. But does that stop people from protesting what they believe? Donald Trump's First Amendment right to say what he thinks? He didn't go there and say, burn the fucking thing down. He said, go there and protest peacefully and patriotically. Right. I mean, that would come out in a trial, but they don't want to have the trial. They just want to say, eh, yeah, 14th Amendment. All you got to read is Section 3, and uh, I know it doesn't say president in there, but uh, he's not a nice guy, so we're just going to take him off the ballot. Yep. That's, that's horrible, and that's why this ought to be a nine-to-nothing decision. I'm counting on the three liberals to be Americans before they're liberals. And we'll see if that happens or not. Meanwhile, Jim Carville, our favorite from the Clinton years, he says, it's hatchet time. It's hatchet time. Do you have that clip? Uh, yeah, he, I was looking for hatchet time. He says cleaver. Maybe that's what you're talking about. He says time to take a meat cleaver. Oh, maybe I got that wrong. Okay, yeah, okay, that's let's fine. Let's check it out. And then here's our favorite former press secretary. Uh, the only person duller than her is the current press secretary. You know, what's funny about what you're just doing there, if you're watching on the video, is you are circling her with the cursor on your computer. And one of her favorite lines when she was uh, the White House press secretary is, I'll circle back on that. Yeah. I'll circle back. Yeah, well, she circled back to a job at MSNBC, which I'm sure she's getting paid quite well for, so good for her. I would tell the president and his campaign this, we got your back, dude. We're going after him with a meat cleaver, oh, okay? Meat cleaver. You cannot let him up. You can't normalize him. You can't let him off the canvas, mm -hmm. not, not for one second. And it might not be the most fun thing to do in a campaign. It might not be what I want to be doing when I'm in my 80th year, but it's what's necessary. We don't get, we don't get to do what we want to do. We get to do what we got to do. And that's where yeah. we are right now. We got to keep the foot on this guy, right on his neck, take our heel and twist it. Yeah, geez. A little violent rhetoric there, perhaps? Meat cleaver. Got the meat now, cleaver. Now, I wanted to play that again, because I'm not sure this could be just the, this particular Twitter clip, but watch Going it. after him with a meat cleaver, okay? See that? No. What, cleaver, what okay? You cannot... There's a cut right there. Right yeah, they edited said, it. Right after he says meat cleaver. I'm wondering who this is from. Well, it's from Sebastian Gorka, but I don't know where the, the actual clip is from, so... Uh, I don't want to make any assumptions. It's possible it's just the edit of this particular video on Twitter, but there's a clear cut right after he says meat cleaver. Meat so it's cleaver. like, yeah, we'll maybe uh, tone cleaver. it down a notch there, James. <laughs> I like hatchet time. I wish he would say that. Say hatchet time instead of meat cleaver. Um, so he's just a like angry, he is disgruntled old man. Yeah. Yikes. Um, how many cases are there of traumatized youths from the Joe Biden sniffing incidents? Right? Yeah. Can we try those in red state jurisdictions? Is that where we're headed? You know, if we don't like somebody, dig, dig, dig. Let's tie them up in court. We could do, oh, here we go. We got, is this like a super cut of sniffs? It is. Oh, I love it. Here's Joe. Okay. 
Oh, there was the hand. Oh my god. Oh yeah, hey you. That's a little close to the boob there. Nice. Look at her. Look at her. She's traumatized. Oh my god, he kissed her. Hey, watch that hand there. No date to your thirty. Hey, Angel, how old are you? You're twelve, what you did? Oh, you have such nice hair. I just want to pet you. All right, sister. I like kids better than people. Oh, where's that hand going? My God, she's like seven years old. I. How creepy is this guy? It's it's almost unwatchable. I mean, it's it's serious predatory behavior, in, I know. in my opinion. And so, should he be sued? Yeah. <laughs> Obviously. I, I mean, that's like... Oh, man. But is if that where we want to go? Kid, is that, I, that's not where that. I want to go. Where I want to go is we have our ideas, they have their ideas, and their ideas are in play right now, and they are so bad. Yeah, but we're... that. I mean, that's like... That sounds good, and yeah, that's true, but we're at... We're at metaphorically and hopefully not literally but it's going that way we are at war right now i mean we we are we are in a soft civil war as a country uh and we're having lawfare you know used as a weapon against us so we need to retaliate i mean it, it's it's that simple do we want to win or do we want to win and save the country or do we want to take the moral high ground and lose that's pretty much the decision i get it i get it clyburn is is out there talking about joe biden he won the south carolina primary very convincingly um it was the first time his name was on a ballot this year they skipped iowa they skipped new hampshire and they did it because of the bargain that biden made with clyburn that made harris the vice president that got him a pick on the supreme court and blacks overwhelmingly voting for joe biden and you know my question there is you know i don't live in the inner city i would not subject my family to living in the inner city um you folks are voting for this are you really supporting this we've talked about this walgreens are closing do you want to blame walgreens or do you want to blame what's going on in your own city in your own backyard i mean i guess you deserve the government that you vote for i've always believed that so if that's the way you want to go in kansas city in st louis in chicago and new york you get what you deserve and if you want to sit there and blame it on other people you can but if you vote for it and you support it you get what you deserve don't you think yep so before we leave uh, this particular uh, section of the podcast uh, and speaking of trials what do you suppose e jean carroll plans to do with the 83 million a trump hating jury awarded her they were asking for 10 they got 83 and again let's go back to this trump says he never met the woman never met the woman okay so she sued him civilly and got a civil conviction not a criminal conviction a civil conviction and then trump went out and said i've never met the woman so they sued him for that yeah and this is why she got $83 million. She goes on with Rachel Maddow, and Maddow is like, oh, of course you're going to use this for women's rights issues, right? In a way. You've talked about using some of Trump's money that you're about to get um, to help shore up women's rights. Do you know what that might be, what that might look like? Yes, or, Rachel. Or, yes. Tell me. I had 
such such great ideas for all the good I'm going to do with this money. First thing, Rachel, you and I are going to go shopping. We're going to get completely new wardrobes, new shoes, motorcycle for Crowley, new fishing rod for Robbie. Rachel, what do you want? Penthouse? It's yours, Nothing. Rachel. Penthouse and uh, France? You want France? You want to go fishing in France? No? Uncomfortable All right, all right, okay. That's a joke. Yeah, somebody says, that's a joke. That's a joke. It's not happening. That's a joke. Although, if me fishing in France could do something for women's rights, I would take the hit. You know, I would obviously... Trying to bring it back to women's rights. As if, as if you need persuasion in that regard. Let me. Uh, <laughs> the, the good news out of all this is, is when a grown-up actually looks at this case at the appellate level, they're going to throw it out. So she's never going to get a dime of it. So good we'll luck see, to man. you. We'll see, man. I mean, we'll see. I'm not so confident in that, but we'll see. All right. I am confident of this, that if you're insured by one of those cut-rate insurance agencies and something goes wrong, you're going to wish that you had taken my advice and called Bob Watson and gotten a rate comparison. Blue Springs local State Farm agent for five decades at 7th and Main in Blue Springs. You can reach him at 816-229-7878, 816-229-7878. Auto, home, life, commercial insurance. They do boat insurance, and it won't be long before you'll be getting the boat out and putting it on the lake. And um, he is officed in blue springs but licensed in both missouri and kansas you see all the great commercials as we go into the super bowl with patrick mahomes and travis kelsey and andy reed um well the guy behind all those commercials making it happen is local state farm agent bob watson give him a call get a rate comparison get his team working for you uh, when you need them you'll thank me for this 816-229-7878 mention getting the boat out kurt uh, because on the bright side punks a tawny phil this is old news by now but if you've seen the movie groundhog day you know we can get trapped in this loop for a while um punxatawney phil did not see his shadow so spring is right around the corner are you excited yeah oh yeah this, as we recorded on Monday, is National Weatherman's Day, so we uh, congratulate Dan Holliday, our meteorologist at KFKF on Weatherman's Day, and point out that Punxsutawney Phil is only right 39% of the time. Still, as we record today, spring is just 42 days away. Do you want to leave us with something here? You got something? No, no. You're digging I was, around I for something. I was looking for, uh, for a, a video, but, it's, man, Groundhog Day is like, it's so interesting. Like, where the heck did that come from? You know why I think it's interesting? It's, it's because so it's so weird. It's about halfway through winter, and people are just looking for hope, right? Have you you've seen like the videos of of Groundhog Day in Punxsutawney? It's crazy. There's like thousands of people there. They all have their right. phones out. There's like paparazzi, and there's like a whole thing. I, I mean, it's it's wild. You man. know what? Every town's got to have its big thing. Yeah. Kansas. No, I'm I'm in for it, man. It's it's a uh, it's a cool tradition. It's weird, but it's cool. I like Kansas it. City. Our team's playing for the Super Bowl. We're going to get some World Cup games. Punxsutawney. They don't even have a stadium, so they've got Groundhog Day. Yeah, everybody has something, I guess. Yep. And I'm going to leave with a smile because Punxsutawney Phil did not see his shadow. So spring is just around the corner, or in other words, just 42 days away. And just seven days away, we're back with another episode of Dale Carter's America. The views expressed on Dale Carter's America are Dale's and Kurt Wheeler's. They do not necessarily reflect the views of KFKF or Steel City Media. Comments can be sent to Dale Carter's America at gmail.com.
Check back for weekly episodes. Subscribe, spread the word, and give us a five-star review. Thanks for being a part of Dale Carter's America.